I didn't tell him what song Come I was going to have him sing. It's karaoke on the spot. Let's go. Do we already sing it? I'm not sure. I don't know. You haven't sung it yet. I love rock and roll. So put another dime in the jukebox, baby. Good. That was good. Come on. I love rock and roll. So come on, take a time and dance with me. <laughs> hey! Oh, da -da, da -da. oh, no, no. Come on. No, that's not, that's not, no, that's not where we need to take it. This 80s. <laughs> Literally, she was just yelling at me today. She was just, she was just like, you why are you always, you're always, you're always no, hype before you, X. I was like, no, game time. No, I don't hype. Let's yeah, go. first of all, I don't know the sports Let's thing. go. But you, you pull out songs from like the 1970s <clears> that just caused me to know, just be They're all rebellion. Jesus songs. No. What's up? <laughs> Some. <laughs> if you like pina colada <laughs> and getting Era caught in the from, rain. He sings that song. That was Jake this morning, All by the, the way. Time. Jake said that. I was singing Rocky Top. Come on, somebody. Throw it back. No. What? Throw it forward. You started pina colada. <laughs> oh, sorry. Anyway, church, it's well, so good to be with you this morning. It's so good to be together. We love you guys. And, and look, I'm so glad. Thank you for letting us have some fun with you, too. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, you know, we just wanted to, to, to say good morning to everybody. Uh, happy Memorial Day. Happy we, Memorial we Day. We are, uh, I was, I literally was singing this morning, by the way. I'm proud to be an American. I sing that song all the you time. You sing that song all of the time. Because and I am. cry. I, I do. <laughs> I, I do. I, I literally, I am You're desperately in love with being American. Yes, you are. I, I, yes, you I'm are. proud of our country. Uh, look, every, every yeah. we have warts, no doubt about it, but this is the greatest nation in the world. Um, and uh, I am so thankful for the men and the women. Uh, and all the families who paid the ultimate sacrifice yeah. uh, throughout the years uh, to, for, for yeah. us to be able to stand in this freedom. Absolutely. It's so interesting that this this year, with um, everything just being pulled back as far as, you know, people get usually spending this weekend as a picnic. Yeah, right. Exactly. Day holiday. Down the beach. Holiday, yeah. It's so interesting that it has so focused my attention on why the day exists in the Oof. first place. So. Anyway, we want to say thank you to all the families who have sewn their families yeah, absolutely. Um, into yeah. serving our country and paying a great price for that. There's a Civil War um, graveyard right down the street, and yeah. every time I walk Louie, I just, I, when I cross the street there, I'm always thanking them. Yes. Uh, I'm reminded of mm -hmm. how many have paid the ultimate price. Yeah. Um, and we do want to just say one other thing. Um, we mentioned it on Friday, but we're often trying to streamline our streaming services and get them better and get them stronger and it's still a work in progress but this morning we are trying um, a variable <laughs> of something that we've tried before so if for some reason yeah um, one of your feeds drops on YouTube on YouTube or Facebook or IG Instagram live Instagram yeah um, just make sure that you hop on to one of those other platforms yeah. under the connect church and you can until we you know work out those glitches but um, yeah and I, I want to by the way give a shout out to Olivia uh, it's her birthday <gasps> today happy birthday, happy birthday Liv. Uh, for some of you who may not know, uh, Olivia is uh, uh, the daughter of our children's pastors, and uh, she I is a, feel like she's she's a rock star, me. way I feel rock like she star. Might be the she, right if you've ever seen her videos on, on on our YouTube channel, are legendary. Her videos, that's what we. They call are her them. videos. Right? I know, I know. They have way more views than anybody else. It's Olivia. <laughs> But uh, hey, uh, we just, we're just really glad you're here today, yeah. and um, you want to welcome our yeah, guests? Yeah, and I thank you so much. If this is one of the first times that you're finding us or hanging with us today, or even if you're watching us back on replay, we want to welcome you. You are part of Connect yeah, Now. This absolutely. Is thank you. our virtual home this for this Connect. season, and we're grateful that you're being a part of it. And if you uh, want to send your name, a little piece of your story, whatever you'd like to share with us, 
you can always send that over to us. We would be um, yeah. excited to read it. It's at info at theconnectchurch.com, and you can send your name, whatever you're comfortable with. But if you feel like you've started to really engage with this community and you just want to know a little bit more about us or just want to tell us a little bit more about you, we uh, encourage you to make use of that email. Yeah, we also have uh, a new thing today. We're starting today called The Meetup. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a virtual uh, Zoom room. Uh, that's right after uh, that, that meet, right, zoom, zoom, zoom. Uh, <laughs> is right after service uh, just for a couple of minutes uh, you'll get a chance to, to meet some of our, our team yes. uh, get to know some of the people that are here at, at connect call connect their home ask a couple questions just hang out for a few moments yeah. it really uh, and, and, and I know some of the links are up there and we'll, we'll talk about it at the end of service as well but man if, if you are newer to connect or if this is kind of you've just been finding out about us take a couple of minutes grab some coffee and uh, check out uh, the meetup. It's going to be an yeah. amazing place. But the, yeah. we really want to hop in and yep. uh, you know worship changes things. Um, Daniel's going to lead us in worship uh, in just a moment. But can I really encourage you, um, in these moments when we do this here at church, don't just simply sit back and allow Danielle to be right. uh, the, the, the participant. Join yeah. in. Worship changes the atmosphere. Yeah. The Bible says that God comes and he is enthroned in the praise of his people. The, it doesn't matter. It doesn't say he's enthroned in the building of his people. He's enthroned in the praise of mm. his people. Wherever you are praising right. God today, man, whether you're with your children or with your spouse or with your friend or you're home alone watching this, can I tell you, my God will enthrone. He yes. will come and and be enthroned yeah. in the in your praise. And it's this mm. thing. No matter where we are, church. No matter where we are, this mm. thing called the church. It's all about Jesus. Yes. It's all about. Jesus. He is the reason why we sing this morning. Mm. Amen. Should I ever be abandoned? Should I ever be afraid? Should I ever be surrounded by the fire and the flame? There's a name I will remember, there's a name I will proclaim, let it be, let it be Jesus for me to live is Christ for me to live is Christ. So God, I breathe your name above everything. Let it be, let it be Father, regardless of whatever name tries to exalt itself over you today, whether it be fear, anxiety, stress, yes. COVID-19, unemployment, yes. lack, hurt, yes, depression, anxiety, Father, and whatever name, cancer this morning, pain yes, this morning, God. in the name yes, of Jesus, God. we bring those things under the name of Jesus Christ. 
Let, right. let it be, Lord. Let everything fall under the authority of your precious name, Jesus. Okay. You and you alone reign above all things, above things seen and unseen, visible and invisible, things in the, in the spiritual world and things in the physical world. Father, everything bows before the, na the name of Jesus. Everything. So today, in our homes, in our, in our marketplaces, Lord God, in our hearts today, in this virtual meetings, Lord God, that we are in, I pray that your name resides above every name. Woo us to you today. Our hearts are open. Yes. Our hearts are open to receive. Our hearts are open to receive. Our mouths are ready to praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. We trust you, Jesus. In you we trust, in Jesus Christ, the Messiah. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks, babe. Forgot where I was there for a Woo! second. Let it be. I really thought I was in the midst of everybody. Like I really. Uh, I, I agree. You know, like I feel like God can close gaps. <laughs> God is the great gap filler, isn't yes, he? Yes, he is. Hey, we we wanna we 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 just wanna hop in this morning with. Uh, if you brought your Bible, um, why don't you open with me to Acts chapter 9. We're, we're, we're still in Acts, um, and God just still has us in Acts uh, in this. And if you didn't bring your Bible, run and grab it real quick. Get your phone out, whatever it is. Get your notebook. Take notes. These things are these these things help us during yeah. the week uh, to, to grab a hold of it. Let me but, tell them, too, we're doing it a little bit differently this week. Yeah, too, we're going to so. be a little different. We're, 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 Dee and I are going to be uh, working through, kind of we're going to show you two examples um, of, of when... Uh, circumstances seem like they're disastrous in, in, in the moment. How uh, how God can intervene in mm -hmm. such miraculous ways when we give God a go, and, and church, that's what we've been talking about a lot. Really relying on the Holy Spirit, relying on the power and authority of Jesus Christ, uh, stepping into not just allowing the, the the this Christian life to be a moral kind of code of ethics, yes. but really a lifestyle of praise. Uh, for God and 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 the way that we do that is giving God a go in faith uh, in in these things. Mm -hmm. So no matter where you are in your circumstance today, I think these what we're going to talk about today are, is actually going to help you because this circumstance, this circumstance, no matter what where you are, is meant to bow before Jesus. Yeah, it's meant to bow before Jesus. We're not meant to get through it. We're meant to actually. Uh, uh, win over it. We're meant to actually grow in the midst of it. We're, we're, we're meant to, these situations are uh, opportunities for God to get the glory. Amen. I'm excited about that. Amen. So um, if you need a title, uh, if you need a title to this message brutal. today, it's You're Such a Dorcas. You're Such a Dorcas. I love and, how and, you're having so much just, fun. They don't just know Just to give a little light on that, that. Do, do you have a story that could give Maybe a little, little, little light to this. Now you tell your spouse things that were, I don't know, traumatic in your childhood, <laughs> and then they are like, you know what? We're changing the name of this sermon, and you're going to tell that story right in front of everyone. <laughs> yeah. So what he's referring to is that when I was in school, when I was a wee little one, just a wee little one. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was uh, in school. I went to a Christian school, and um, I, I was uh, straightening up desks and everything in class, and my teacher. I said, hey, I was probably straightening them up because kids like you <laughs> mess it all up true. and then walk out the room. That's I, why. I still do that. Uh, I know. Oh, I know. That's for another day. Um, <laughs> You're such a Dorcas. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Don't give them ammo. Um, so my teacher was like, You're such a Dorcas. 
And I was like, oh, I'm going to feel that when I'm 48 still. <laughs> and then, like, when everyone left, he was like, you know why I said that? Because she's in the Bible, and she's all about helps. And I'm like, you could have said that when everybody else was still in the you room. You could have used her other name, Tabitha, instead. You should have used Tabitha. I know, I know. See, literally, someone would have called me a Dorcas. Like, when I was growing up, you called me a Dorcas with her own hands, right? Like, and I was like, I know, I'm trying. <laughs> I was like, you call me a Dorcas? Yo, when you step outside. Um, <laughs> so anyway, look, I just thought that should be the name. Isn't of this, that fun? That Isn't that should be the name of this sermon. sermon. Um, but what we're really talking about, the message that we're trying to get to, is, uh, hey guys, what happens when, when, when something that used to bless us seems to be dead? How do we respond when something that used to bless us yeah. seems to be dead? And, and maybe that's how you're feeling in this circumstance right now in this season. There were some things, maybe even church, man, the way that church used to was bless me, but now it seems it's not the same. Maybe your mm. relationships, maybe mm. maybe your job, yeah, job. Uh, maybe just all sorts of things and you're feeling like it's dead. How do we respond? Mm -hmm. Because how we respond and, and what we're going to see is really examples uh, of, of how miracles show up in the midst of this mm -hmm. stuff. Um, and we're believing, I need you guys to know, Danielle and I are believing for miracles. Yes. Not, not just good things happening yes. to you. Listen to me. There's a That's difference right. between good things and miracles. Uh, I, look, I believe in the favor of God. The favor of God is towards you, right? God has his favor towards you. But what, I, but what I'm believing for is miracles. Right. Supernatural yes. manifestations. Yes. That, uh, that have God's stamp, yes. fingerprint all over them. And, and man, if that's what you're believing for, can you just say amen right now? Just say, amen. God, I, I, amen, I'm believing that for, for my life, for my family, for my neighbors. So that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to show two examples of this. I'm going to start in Mark. Uh, in, in Mark. I'm going to like, start uh -oh. in Acts chapter 9. <laughs> Acts chapter 9. Uh, and we're, I'm going to start with uh, the, the end of the story of kind of where Saul uh, transitions here mm. um, and, and what happens in his life. Verse 26 says, When Saul, who because Paul had come to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him and did not believe that he was a disciple. Come on, sometimes, how many of you know your past is held against you by people? Sometimes your, ha your past is held against you by you. Uh, and it says, look, because uh, he was, remember he was a terrorist, he, he, was, he was killing the church, but he gets saved, he gets redeemed. Listen to this, so, but they didn't believe him. But Barnabas, that word arrested me this week, but mm -hmm. Barnabas. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles, and he declared to them how he, has, how he had seen the Lord on the road, and, ha, and he had spoken to him, that Jesus had spoken to him, and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. Come on. Mm -hmm. But Barnabas. But Barnabas. You've been walking around all week all long. Week. But Barnabas. Saying, even when things come up, you're like, but Barnabas. But Barnabas. But Barnabas Jones. But, but Barnabas. <laughs> but it's true. Like You have to extract something from what you read into real life right now. Absolutely, yeah. because I think some, some of us can feel like Saul right now. Mm -hmm. We can feel like Paul, right? Where where things are starting to happen for you, yeah. right? Th things are new. Maybe you're in a new relationship and uh, you're, things are starting to take off for you. You feel like you've got wind behind your back mm -hmm. and then bang, mm -hmm. something happens. Yeah. Circumstance changes and circumstance says no more. Mm -hmm. uh, and maybe that's how you're feeling with this virus right now. Maybe, man, your career was starting to go up. Maybe you were starting mm -hmm. to in a new relationship. Maybe you really started to feel on a roll and things were starting mm -hmm. to happen for you and then bang yeah. this this is this uh, this road this roadblock I want uh, this road this roadblock I want to say one thing to you but Barnabas mm. but Barnabas see may, hey, look there, there are some neighbors out there there's some co-workers there there are some friends that you and I have there are some children that need to know that there's a Barnabas 
uh, out there, a Holy Spirit empowered, divinely positioned man or woman of God who is going to intervene on their behalf. You have been empowered and divinely positioned to intervene in these moments. You are not sequestered from your authority. Yeah. You are not quarantined son. from your position. Yeah. God has you exactly where he needs you to be right now to actually make a difference. So what, what I saw in this is that we don't need someone to join into the situation in agreement with it. Come on, right? That, that's what ends up happening. The apostles were like, no, 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 no. Barnabas was one of them, but he didn't join in with that negativity. And sometimes that's what we're always looking for. Our soul is looking for people to join in with the negativity of the situation. I just want to feel better. I don't, we don't need people to feel better right now. We need people to actually be better right now. We need a breakthrough. But Barnabas brought a different authority into that room. Can I tell you, my friends, you have a different authority on your life. If you know Jesus Christ, there's a different authority on your life than just a good person that's out there, that's yeah. just a nice person who's living life, just someone even who may go to church or may not go to church. If you know Jesus as Lord and Savior, and you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, there is a new authority authority that you bring into every circumstance mm -hmm. in your life. Ephesians 1, 19, Paul is saying, I've been praying that you know the incomparably great power, the great authority, the akousia mm -hmm. that you have for those who believe in Jesus. He didn't even say who, mm -hmm. those who are good enough, holy enough, prayed enough, fasted enough. No, no, no. He said, you've got power because you believe in Jesus. So bring it in to the room and declare it. And I want to say something too. Please. That now, if you're still on your journey towards Jesus, I think it's always encouraging and powerful to hear that because a lot of times what draws us to the side of God and really finding truth is not because life is so bad, Correct. but because there is something more to life that we have not been able to figure out yet tap into be a part of and Correct. so I think that yep. it's important to know that there you have been living maybe within a particular calling or a particular um, assignment but it might not be your holy assignment yes. and it's not an yes. either yes. or but as you find your way to the side of God and he shows you his son and he gives you the power of his Holy Spirit that assignment begins to morph and have a life to it and a holy assignment to it that you would not have been able to accomplish without him. And there is a greater sense of eternal worth to what you're bringing to this life when you're connected to that. I love that, Dee, because uh, I think sometimes we misunderstand. We have a vocational responsibility, but we have a holy assignment. Mm -hmm. Our vocational responsibility is given so that we can provide for the right. for, for the physical and financial needs of our families or ourselves but we have a holy assignment to actually live out a god ordained purpose in life so all of us have that and maybe you're just trying to figure that out but that's actually where this comes in because the truth is there are some lives just waiting to be released paul had not been released yet he, he he hadn't stepped into his new life yet he didn't even know the new life really what it was going to be yet and yeah. so Barnabas showed up and actually a divinely empowered, a divinely positioned person stepped into the, into the moment. Yeah. And, and, you know, sometimes I think we go, 
but I, I don't know how. I've never really done that before. How am I going to do this? Can I just say this? Mm. We hadn't heard of Barnabas before this. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, right. Barnabas right. hadn't done anything before right. this. No, I know in Acts 4, he gives yeah. money. But I mean, like, there's not, he hadn't done yeah, no miracles, yeah. no power. But after this, oh, like, man. Oh, we he, love Barnabas. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> right? And no, no one heard anything. Mm. After this, though, his life is absolutely transformed. Yeah. See, I think sometimes we have to recognize that sometimes we're in a place of cultivation before we're in a place of activation. That, that, that sometimes God's trying to do something like like the boy in um, the the five feeding hundred. of the five thousand, yeah. right? He he had he had been carrying those five loaves and two fish for a while. Mm. He may have been doing that for days. Like he may, that may have been his routine mm. for yeah, months, right. right? I just got I get my five loaves, two fish. I go out, I do my stuff. It, he he was being cultivated until he found himself in this position where he was divinely positioned and divinely empowered. Where when he put what he had in God's hands, in Jesus' hands, and then automatically it began to multiply and release a miracle in other mm. people's lives. See, I, I was saying this earlier with Jake. Like uh, The reality is a seed never produced fruit before it was planted either. Like, mm. it, like it, we, we, There's a seed, and it has fruit in it. Yeah. But right, and but it hasn't produced fruit yet right, until yeah. it's planted. Yeah. Our 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 actions of faith are seeds that are planted, that actually release something mm. into into the world around us. It is a spiritual principle. It's how God has designed it from the very beginning. Mm. God made trees with uh, plants with seeds in them. Why? For multiplication when they're planted and released. Galatians six seven mm. and eight. Right. Uh, uh, it, whatever a man sows, he shall reap. Mm -hmm. Don't get tired of sowing. You will reap a harvest mm -hmm. in due time. Matthew chapter 13, the sower um, uh, the, uh, the sower goes out to sow a seed. Can I just agree? He didn't, he didn't have to go find other fields. The sower went out to the field that he was mm -hmm. in. And, and he sowed the seed in faith. Now, yep, some fell on rocky soil. Some right. fell in weeds. Mm -hmm. but, but the one that found good soil, 30, 60, mm -hmm. 100-fold uh, return. And and it, it's it's about bring it's about the faith that brought a, a release and I think something that's really beautiful and I know you're going to talk about Peter in just a second but the something that I found beautiful about Barnabas is that Barnabas's name actually means son of encouragement. I know that's so beautiful. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Son of encouragement. How how good would that be if that's actually your if people know you, man? That oh I, I you know I need some encouragement. Matthew Harris. I, I was literally just Matthew thinking that. Harris, I was like, oh, like when Matthew I need encouragement, Harris. I like Matthew Harris because he's like the natural, most natural. He is the son of encouragement. Steve right? Lance. Steve Lance. Yeah, there's mm -hmm. so many. Right, there's people that mark your life. They that, just mark your life. My dad. Your dad is a phenomenal encourager. <laughs> just he is. Order. Pastor Rick, he's awesome. He's you know, but, but what I love about that is that, do you realize that's also the name of the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is the son of encourager. Mm -hmm. encouragement. He, he, this is a picture of the Holy Spirit. How the Holy Spirit, Paul just needed someone to intervene, to, to intercede on his behalf, mm. to, to bring a different word of, of agreement, mm. of encouragement into a circumstance and, and step into the battle. And I think sometimes our friends need us to declare for them something else different. I think sometimes sure. our soul uh -huh. needs something declared to it that's different. Yes. Come on, David says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. There's this moment, D, I was, I was reading this week, 1 Samuel 30, where David, he had won all these victories. Mm -hmm. His guys come home uh, to, to their hometown, and an enemy had snuck in behind them and destroyed the whole hometown. Mm -hmm. So they live in all this victory, just like we had been before this virus. We didn't even know. We, we roll up, and there's this devastation that happens. His wife mm -hmm. gets taken. His kids are taken. Everything is taken. They are devastated. David, the Bible says this, and David encouraged himself in the spirit. 
And David encouraged himself in the spirit. Come on, sometimes you and I have to declare a different reality than the one we're feeling at the moment. The Bible says they were weeping, right? They wept till they could not weep anymore. Mm -hmm. And then David said, I'm going to encourage Mm -hmm. my soul. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. I'm going to give God the opportunity to do Mm -hmm. something different. Um, You know, look, sometimes our co-workers need a seed planted Mm -hmm. on their behalf. Isaiah 6. Who, the, God says, who will go for us? Who shall we send? Isaiah goes, here I am. Isaiah, this young boy, ah, here I am, I'm, I'm ready. Here I am, send me. So, you know, I think, I think babe, in, this, in, this mo- in these moments of time where, like in this, in, this, in this circumstance we're finding ourselves in, mm-hmm. I think it's not about waiting till, uh, to get through the circumstance. I think there's some things... There are some Barnabas moments in our life where we need to actually begin to declare God's authority. Listen to me. Barnabas was declaring what God was doing, what Jesus was doing. He walked in. He didn't walk in in his own authority. He actually walked in and said, I want to say something. This is what God has been doing. It's not even what Paul has been doing. It's not, it wasn't to, to lift up someone else. It was saying God is doing something different. We need to recognize what God is doing. Hey, I know how we saw life before, apostles, but we need to see this circumstance differently right now. I know we saw what the enemy was doing, but man, we're, we're here to retake what the enemy has done and bring it in and make it a victory in our life. That's one of the most powerful things we've, we've got to do, I believe, in this season, is actually begin to shift and begin to see what God is doing, who God is, and declare it in our midst. And I think that's what Peter does. And what you're going to talk about, what Peter does, is he brings the, 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 the miraculous ability of God into the moment so that we can see, if we see something different in Dorcas's life. Yeah, so, you know, I had, we, we've been, we've been, we start, I start on Sunday night mm. <laughs> to get ready for the next Sunday. That's just how I work. <laughs> Because um, I'm like, hey, what do you want to say? And um, I'm making waffles so, on Sunday night. It's all good. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, your approach is very, like, very much more short. I'm like, yeah. what are you going to say? <laughs> um, so uh, i got to put my glasses on because of the nature of what I'm about to talk about. So, um, so we've been working on this and fleshing this out and saying, like, you know, reading and then bringing together what is yeah. God saying. And it was crazy because, again, it was like the two same situation stories and, and even verses inside of Acts 9. Yeah, it's God keep moving the us. church forward. Um, and God had really been speaking to Kyle about um, Barnabas. But uh, I was taken with that story of uh, Tabitha. And or Dorcas. Or Dorcas. <laughs> See, he's just going to keep, keep going there. Um, <laughs> and I wanted... To, so, so up until yesterday... I had one thing planned to share, yeah. and like even I haven't even um, I just came like this morning. Yeah. We were like, okay, so totally ended up changing everything, and it was it was frustrating from a human standpoint because I knew what I wanted to say, and yeah, I actually totally. felt like God was in it. But I kept saying to Jake all week, I was like, "There's something I'm not getting. I know I'm hovering. I know like where the verses that keep sticking out to me, but what are you saying, God?" And it finally came last night, so I, I got rid of most of what I was going to say today. And, um, and so I want to make sure that I really say what I feel like um, God actually had for me to say. Um, so I want to read a little, a couple of verses uh, when we hear about that story. And, and, and you know, yep. a lot of times when we talk about, you know, 
believing for the miraculous and seeing the we put ourselves in the position of being the person that needs the miracle and so when we listen to this yep. next part really want your spirit and your ears to be activated toward the one carrying the miracle for someone else really try to because you're going to you'll see how much you're you know you're drawn to the story of the one receiving but really try to put yourself in the position of hearing as the one who god would use to impart a piece yes, of himself correct. okay yep. so um in acts 9 we see basically what's happened is, is that there's a woman her name is um her well she has a, her, her greek name is dorcas but her hebrew name is tabitha and um so she always just Serve. She just was a server, server, server. She was like a, 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 she a ministry of helps, yes, right? She did. And Lots she and so she had then she got ill and she passed away. So they cleaned her body and they prepared it for burial and then they placed it in the upper room. And then when they heard that Peter was nearby in a upper room, not the upper. Room. Oh yeah, in yeah. an upper. Did I say the? No, upper? Well, like, I'm just yeah, in an upper room. Yeah, in a room that's upper. Um, <laughs> and so then when they heard that Peter was nearby, they sent two men. And begged him to come uh, because of yep. this need. So that's where we're going to pick up the story. And we're going to pick it up around verse 39. Okay, so it says this. And then Peter arose and went with them. Yep. So when he had come, they brought him to the upper room. And all of the widows stood by him, weeping and showing the tunics and the garments which Dorcas had made while she was with them. Yeah. But Peter put them all out. And I just want to... Highlight that sentence for a moment and knelt down and prayed and turning to the body. He said Tabitha arise and she opened her eyes and When she saw Peter She sat up and just see those things as three separate things And then he gave her his hand and he lifted her up and when he had called the Saints and the widows he presented her alive and it became known throughout all of Joppa and many believed on the Lord. Yeah. And I felt like there was a couple of things, and then there's something that I'm just going to straight up read <laughs> that I feel like God was depositing in my heart that he was highlighting to me. And I actually also feel, and I wanted to say this earlier, that I felt like God shifted what I was going to share, specifically because there's people that are going to hear this, and it's like a pivotal life mm. moment for you yes. with walking with God. Yes. Like there's going to be something in your understanding and how you've walked with God or maybe even haven't walked with God up until now and then after this that's going to shift in your understanding and how you're going to approach things. Yes. And I really feel like he needed to get my attention because he knew that this was something that was pivotal to your your the rest of your walk with him. Agreed. So can I say one thing about that real quick? Yeah. I, I just wanted to say this because we were talked about this yesterday, just really briefly. I want us to notice here that uh, good works um, don't keep bad things from happening to you, right? Mm -hmm. So she did all these good works, and yeah. it doesn't keep bad things. This, our, our faith can never be in the work that we do. Our uh, our our work must come from the faith that we have. So don't get those things switched inside of us. We're, it's not, uh, you know, I've done all these great things for yeah. God. Therefore, no, no, no. Faith empowers work. And then mm -hmm. it trusts God to actually do the rest of it. Yeah, I mean, Christianity, it's not a, it's not a vaccine for pain. Yeah, no, 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 it's not. Right? No. So, um, so if you, so I feel like the couple of things that God was highlighting to me was this, is that, that he, number one, is that he put the details in the story for a reason. 
So sometimes we just read through and we think like the miracle is the thing that we're supposed to be um, blown away by. And we are because we're in awe of the power of God. But there's, it's not just about things like us seeing the big thing. It's us also seeing ourselves in the story. So if we're seeing ourselves as Peter, put yourself in that story, okay? So between the walk that Peter had from where he was um, to that place of where this miracle, he is, he, he's human, Yes. okay? So he has yet to raise a person from the dead by himself. Right. Okay, this is, this, th- right. that we Correct. know of, this Correct. has not yet happened, Correct. okay? So he has seen yeah. Jesus yeah. do these things, but yep. he himself and him right. <laughs> has yeah. not, he's, right? So he's walking through, like, feel that. He's he's walking, he's, he's, it's, the word says that they begged him. And up to this point, it was always he and John. Yes. So he's like, totally exactly. like, No, yeah, himself. he himself right. and him, exactly right. So, like, think about that. He go, at, can you imagine the walk up those stairs? Yep. Like, what's that conversation sound like? Oh, God, help. <laughs> you, like, God, you've got to show like, up. I'm, I mean, oh, I'm not, like, I know I walked with you, Jesus, but I was the one that denied you three uh, times. Yep, yep. And, like, like there's, he's a human. Yeah, so, so good. He, he, so good. It's, it's kind of like someone saying, well, he walked with Jesus, and he saw all the miracles that Jesus did. Right. Well, I've read all the miracles that Jesus right. did. And if I'm your first call for a a dead person coming back to life, I'm going to be a little nervous. <laughs> like, I don't doubt what I've read, yeah. but it's still like, that's a big, and it's walking up these steps uh-huh. to this upper room and put yourself inside of there because his senses were, in, they were in, being encountered. Okay. So what is he hearing? He's hearing weeping. He's hearing the sound of pain. What is he feeling? It says they're all around him. Yeah. You know, they're like sh- showing him all of the things that she had made, all of the things that she had done when she was alive. It's like, what, what is he feeling? Yeah. Yes. As a human being, you know, yeah. you're feeling doubt, you're feeling, you're feeling hope, you're feeling an uncertainty. All of your senses are engaged when you're Peter. Mm. And this is what happens to us when a miracle is needed and someone turns their gaze to us. Yes. And the couple of things that I wanted to make sure that I that I wrote that I read to you that I wrote down is I said it can be it can be difficult to believe for a miracle when you're in the midst of an agreement with grief. Yes. So it's odd to me because they had gone to Peter, they had not gone to Peter for anything but please come. We know you do stuff. Right. And we need something done. Right. So so they had gone to Peter for this, but when he shows up. He is in an atmosphere of grief and they are in a because they're all doing the same thing. They're showing him what life used to be like, what they had lost, what this loss had meant yeah. to him. They all get in agreement with the situation. Exactly. And so even though someone may, may be needing a miracle, it doesn't mean that the atmosphere that you would be stepping into is short of an agreement with grief. Yes. Because that's the easiest thing to bond over pain. Mm. So, it's mm. so amazing to me that in the word it specifically has told us that he put them out the room. Come on. Peter put them Come out on. of the room. Sometimes. Peter emptied the room. Yes. And so I was talking to God about like, so what does it mean for us to empty a room? Mm. Because I think a lot of times, and I'm, I'm hoping I can say this correctly because it's in my spirit to say, I'm not sure if I have the right words, but sometimes we change our theology about miracles, our beliefs about miracles, not because we really don't believe that miracles are a thing, 
but because of the voices in the room. Yes. It causes yes. us to change our theology. Yes. Like I don't read the Bible and have my theology about did Jesus move and sign and wonder right. for people. That's not what causes me question. It's the voices that are in the room that cause me to shift and move. Well, and too, D, I think when we when we have that, when, when we get in agreement with grief, because I think what you're saying is brilliant, mm -hmm. what happens is we can downgrade our spiritual um, life to this place of compassion and empathy, mm -hmm. where I'm like, well, I know yes. I just, I, I've done yes. what I've come here to do. I, you know, I've, I've, I've just encouraged yes. them. I've felt with them. Uh, I've shown them compassion. Yep. And what we've done is we've marginalized the miraculous. Yes. That is then, that's the miracle. The miracle is, well, I did show up for them. Mm -hmm. I've shown up for them. I know. I was right. there for them. Right. And all those things are important, but yep. like Jesus didn't just cry at Lazarus's funeral. Mm -hmm. He did. He had empathy. He had compassion, yeah. but he also had a divinely yes. positioned, uh, holy assignment in yes. his life to, to, to speak into that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what I did is I was asking the Spirit of God to show me what are things that crowd the room Ooh. for all of us. Everybody's room crowds <laughs> are different. Uh, some things that I'm going to read, you're going to be like, I don't know, I'm good on that one. And other things I'm going to read, and you're not going to hear anything for the rest of the day. <laughs> because you're going to just see yourself in there, and that's okay. But I, this is literally just a snippet of what I felt like God was downloading to me. So in other words, this isn't exhaustive by any means. Yeah. But just think, if, if this is just like a flash of what could be, I want you to, with everything I say, with every example that I'm reading, I want you to see how full a room gets, how quickly. Ooh. Okay, so here's here's just the things that I, what, what crowds the room? Our fear of embarrassment, if something doesn't go right that we pray for, our being self-conscious about how we're praying for it, our pride, if we feel like we look awkward, um, our sense of responsibility to the people that need the miracle. Mm -hmm. Like, wow. I need to yes. bring something to the table yep. for them. What will people think about God if this doesn't go the way that I'm praying? What will I contemplate about God? What will this <laughs> cause me to contemplate about God if this doesn't go as I pray? Yep. Is this going to hurt my witness and my testimony wow. with other people? What hit will my reputation take with coworkers, with neighbors? What about there, if there's disbelief from the other people yep. that are involved when I'm praying for the miracle that involves them? Does that disbelief discount any faith that I do bring to the table? What about when that mourning is so prevalent, prevalent, prevalent in a scenario? Yeah. When there is an agreement of grief going around, can what I'm praying for combat something like that? What else crowds a room? A sense of loneliness mm. if we know that taking a stand will cost us. The cost of failure publicly. Yeah. Yes. Others' attempts to bond with us over the absence of something. Just the fact that people's relationships may shift with us. If some, I know it sounds crazy, but sometimes when good comes into a situation, there is a, there is a uncomfortableness, <laughs> uncomfortability that people experience because they're used to being connected to us over the absence of that thing. Yes. Yes. Right? Yes. So there's, there's going to be a loss. Yep. 
What if there's an expectation for next time? What if it goes well? I pray for something. A miracle takes place. Am I the miracle man now? <laughs> <laughs> like, I maybe have to feel like a... I want that main point, the miracle man. <laughs> um, what about the allure of glory if it yes. does happen? Yes, yep, you preach. My friends and family may think I'm crazy. These are the people that I love the most. I'm not holy enough. I'm not faithful enough. I'm not prepared enough to pray for this. Yep. What if the miracle doesn't last? What if we pray for someone, for instance, they feel better, and then they're sick again? Yeah. These are all yeah. things, and it's, this is just a snapshot yep. of the things that crowd the room when we consider being a Peter in someone's life. But I think that when I said that God was like, pay attention to the details that I chose to in include in my word, mm. they were there for a reason. He put them out the room, and then he knelt and he prayed. We don't know for how long. Yep. We don't know what he said. But at a certain point, and if you study it in the Greek, it says, and then he turned to Tabitha's yeah. body. Yep. He was not... So, so, Church, we get this mixed up. He wasn't praying over the body. We don't pray over... Yeah, yeah. like he wasn't praying yep. over the body. Yep. Uh, he was praying to God. Yep. And then he spoke to the situation. There's a lot of times when we're like speaking at God, right? And we're like, we have this all messed up. There is a time for us to go to war and we cannot even be turned toward the situation because that is going to crowd the room. Yes. The situation itself crowds the room, let alone all of the voices that are connected to the situation. There comes a time when a warrior has to get prepared for the battle. Come on. This is where it's won. And then there comes a point where you're going to have to turn and look at the situation for what it really is. Not what you hoped it was or making it smaller. Because if you're going to believe for a miracle, then you have to believe that God is big enough for a situation that requires yes. that big of a miracle. Sometimes it's less about the spirituality that is in the room and more about getting the humanity to exit the room. Woo. Because they went to Peter, and this is the last thing that I'll say, but no, they good, went dude. to Peter because Come they on. had faith, they loved yeah. her, and they had hope that something would change. If it was enough to have faith, hope, and love in the room, Peter hmm. would have never needed to put them out, out of, the, of room. the room. Come on. So don't just get blindsided and don't get lulled to sleep by thinking that you have enough good things present yes. to cancel out yes. the negative. If there has been a space created in the room for the enemy, that needs to find its exit by your hand. Come on. And yes. if he didn't do yes. a long, like, let me let me just take you and escort you out, he put them out yeah, put the them room out. Yeah. and got to business with God. So I really believe, church, that this is a day to start to figure out what has crowded your room. How, Lord, do I empty the room? What do I empty the room of? Is it worth the cost? Because yeah. it will cost you something. But I promise you, living a life that is void of the hand and the move of God will cost us more. Come on. Jesus did the same thing with Jairus' daughter. He yes. walks in, they're all crying. He's yes. like, get out. Because yes. they're all saying, uh, why yes. you come here? What's going on? What, who do you think you're, what, yes. what do you think is going to happen here? And he just puts them out. And it's not, it's not out of arrogance. It's not yes. out of ego. It's, it's, I love what you're saying. We got to clear the room sometimes yes. of, of our, of humanity, of our human, of our human, uh, 
wrong agreements and really get into agreement with what God is doing and, and, and what God wants to do. And I think in these situations, D, whether we can, um, whether right now we are kind of, can identify with being the Paul or the, the, the Tabitha, the Dorcas, yes. right? Or the Barnabas and the Peter. I think what we have to recognize is that every one of those situations that we find ourselves in is meant to reveal more of Jesus to us, to us. and more of Jesus through us. Mm-hmm. And, and, and my friends, that's really, yes. that, that, that's worth more than the miracle. Like the yes, miracle, like, like, yes, like that's really what, what, what all this is for is the, that we, it's to, to reveal the miracle, uh, reveal Jesus uh, to us and, and more through us. Matter of fact, I was saying this week in uh, Philippians 1 um, to some of the guys, there's this powerful verse in Philippians 1.29 where Peter, I mean, where Paul literally says, it has been granted, listen to this, oh. it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in him, but should suffer for him. Talked about the heaviness of that. The grant. What? What? He. Like, it has been granted to you. Matter of fact, that Greek word means he's doing you a favor. And not condescendingly. Like not, he's no, no, genuinely. No. He, like I'm doing you a favor. And then you have to ask yourself the, the the issue. I mean, the the, the 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 real issue is like, what do you mean you're doing me a favor? How was that doing? How was how was going through this season doing me a favor? Because mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. conflict both reveals character and builds character. It reveals character inside of us and it builds character. It reveals Jesus to us and reveals the things uh, that aren't quite what Jesus should should be and could be in us. It could cause us to ask for a lot less favors. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need more favor, God, I'm good. I'm good. Like, but it truly is right. that he caused something good. Yes, I mean, this season. Is it good to us? D, in this season, you, you and I have been talking, this is a refiner's fire. fire. Like, this is a constant purging. Yes. Um, I know in our lives, in my life, I, I, in your life, I'm believing for you. It is like there, there's there's things in my faith, things in my character, things in my life that this that this season is working as a refiner's fire. I have not, never had less control of church. <laughs> yeah, right. I've never had, and That's for some true. of you, are like, so what? That's great. Yeah, I know, but not when you're a control freak. Not when you're a leader. Like, like it's like leader. it's hard when you're a leader to have less. Mm-hmm. But I've had to trust. In the sovereignty of God mm. more than ever. I've had to trust in the Holy Spirit. I've had yes. to incline my ear yes. more to him than ever before. Instead of just asking him, oh, God, this is the right thing to do, right? Uh, <laughs> it really is. God, I have no idea what to do. Yes. I need you. There, there, there's the, the, it, this, these seasons of struggle, mm-hmm. of conflict, like Peter found himself yes. in, Paul found himself in, they, they, they are, they're, they're meant to really reveal Jesus to us mm-hmm. and reveal Jesus through us into the world. And I think there's just sometimes, D, like, um, that no matter, no, nothing will change. Uh, uh, some things won't budge without the right kind of pressure, right? You know what yes. I mean? Like, like I know, because we can, we can know things are supposed to change. Like, did you ever get a bottle of pickles? No. Hey, but I I'm the, oh, you can't eat pickles. I'm, <laughs> I'm allergic to pickles. <laughs> you can't have salad either. But you, some of you know what I mean. You get this big jar of pickles and you can't, you, squ- you can't do, do it. You bang it on the counter, <laughs> yeah. right? You run it under water. Yes. You use a towel, nothing. And then like your 10 year old niece comes by yes. and like pop yes. right off. And you're like, what? Mm-hmm. It's true. It's the right pressure mm-hmm. at the right time in the right moment yeah. that reveals it, that lets something be released. My friends, there's a reason for whatever situations we're going through. That's why Paul can say in Romans 5, 3, I rejoice. Mm. And this, this, this will mess you up. I rejoice in my suffering. I rejoice mm. in the tribulations, the trials I face. Why? Because I know 
it's going to do something in my life. It produces perseverance, perseverance, mm -hmm. character, the character of Jesus. And yeah. in that character of Jesus, there's hope. Yeah. And hope never disappoints me because it reminds me that the love of God has been poured out in my heart, not because of what I've done, but because of the Holy Spirit um, in my life. And look, that in, in conflict, my friends, really, Jesus is revealed at greater levels. Jesus is revealed at greater levels um, to us and through us. And there's a, there, you can be a Barnabas in this moment. You can be mm -hmm. a Peter in this moment. Yes, Maybe you you're someone who need, who is a Paul right now and needs a, a Barnabas in your life. Maybe yeah. you are someone who is a Tabitha. You're feeling dead inside, a Dorcas. You're mm -hmm. feeling like nothing is happening. Life is over. Man, I'm here to tell you, God has positioned a divinely positioned man or woman of God, mm -hmm. a divinely uh, empowered man or woman of God in order to bring life into that yes. dead situation. Maybe it's you. Maybe you need to right. be the one who actually declares that over your life. Man, Saul, after this, goes on to plant Churches all over the known world. He writes two-thirds of the New Testament. Greater release than he could even imagine. Dorcas becomes such a testimony that her city gets saved. You want to talk about increase. Peter, after this, in verse 43, it says that Tabitha's death, Dorcas's death, brought him to Joppa. It positioned him there, and afterwards he stays. stays yes. And while he's staying at Simon the Tanner's house, that's what verse 43 says, he's staying at Simon the Tanner's house, yes. he has a vision where mm -hmm. God includes all the Gentiles into the kingdom of God. Yes. It's greater than even raising somebody from the dead. That's yes. awesome. But this, this next thing releases mm -hmm. something greater. There's an opportunity to have things released greater into our lives. This situation doesn't determine what our future is going to hold. God's authority, his sovereign power and plan is meant mm. to, 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 to release something bigger and better and greater, a, a greater revelation of him uh, in you, a greater revelation through you of him, uh, this greater level of love that you and I can have and carry toward him. My friends, let's not just sit back and say, well, I guess my past is being held against